What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C. Because it doesn't matter if it's your mom. Maybe it's your papa bear, as usual. Maybe it's your boss calling you from God knows where. Maybe it's even the concierge at the hotel where you're vacationing at, letting you know that your hotel room is ready for occupation and for getting the bones moving. Send that shit straight to voicemail because, boy, oh, boy, do we have a show for you. Listen up. Get your ears on. Turn them on loud. Put your hearing aids up, Dad, if you're listening because we are ready. We're back. We skipped last week because of the holiday. As I mentioned, we might. Um, I had a busy, busy, busy July 4th weekend and simply just did not have the time or the energy after four straight days of consuming alcoholic beverages to jump on and tell you my point of view on the things happening in the world. So I let it slide, gave you the week off that you all deserved because I'm sure you were busy too with family and friends. You earned it. Uh, You need a little break from Sammy C. So this week I'm back. I am actually recording on the car ride home. So we are in a mobile unit this week, um, giving it our all, testing out the, the uh, mobile waters and seeing how it goes. I mean, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, or maybe I am. I don't know. However the long drive goes is however long I will be here with you on Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C. Um, as I mentioned last week, we was down the beach. Um, for July, my family gets a place at the beach Um, For all of July, I am usually constantly there. I am holding down the fort. But this year with my new job, I have to work um, in person during the week. So I I have adjusted to the role of weekend warrior, as I like to call it, as much as I hate it. Trying to just put a positive spin on it so I don't completely hate my life while the fun continues during the week. While I'm back working my little tush off. Um, making the bacon um, while the people down the beach are enjoying the bacon. So that's how I'm living this year, uh, weekend to weekend in OC, weeks at home. Um, It's not, I'll be honest, it's terrible. I cried once last week. Um, I was very emotional seeing uh, I missed a bonfire on the beach, a nice grad bonfire graduation party. I missed uh, crab crab bag happy hour, which you can't beat a $2.00. And 50 cent rail drink that'll get you bombed off your ass um, just to so just see those memories fly by while I'm at home in bed crying over egg foo young and some lo mein noodles it's, it's not a good scene for me it's, it's so it's not a good time for me um, emotionally physically um, but we're working through it we're we're getting past the relapse we're hoping that we I can find a way back to the gym may or may not schedule one for tomorrow Monday May just sit on, sleep in and uh, see if I can get back to it Tuesday. Sammy C will have to see, all right? Um, as, I, as I drive home, I'm upset. I'm, it's, it's terrible driving home every weekend knowing that you don't get to stay and enjoy the beach. So it, it'll be an adjustment for sure, um, but I'm getting used to it. I'm figuring out the ebbs and flow of the weekend warrior life, um, figuring out which routes I like, whether it's the Bay Bridge 50 or 404, Tonight, I'm, I'm taking the 404 way, which if you're not familiar, uh, I know we have a lot of foreign listeners, so maybe our Romanian or German or any of those people that aren't even familiar with what Ocean City, Maryland is. Um, it's, there's the way 404, which is good 
because it seems like a shortcut, but then a lot of it is a one-way, uh, one-lane road, so you're you're right behind people. There's no passing, or even if you, you want to try, it's hard to. So that was the way I opted this this time around, and I've kind of been liking it a lot either way. But I just, I need to say to people, if you're going to go this way, or any way that involves a one-lane highway, you got to be willing to drive at least 10 miles over the speed limit. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous to get stuck behind someone that can't put the pedal to the metal and drive. I am sitting in the car sweating, not because it's hot, I got the AC pumping, but because my blood is fucking boiling as I sit behind people that don't know how to drive. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I even, I was behind a Jeep and you think all people that drive Jeeps are cool. Nope. This one's a fucking asshole. He doesn't know how to drive on a one-lane highway. It's absolutely ridiculous. You got If it's a 50, you got to at least go 60. And I would be going 65 because it's the country roads. Didn't pass. Maybe one, two police officers. But you put on the ways. You see where they are. You stay ahead of it. And you whip your fucking cock out. And you ride like you're supposed to. It's gotten out of control the way these people drive. Getting, holding up traffic. Holding up everybody and their brother. Luckily, as I'm talking now, I am on the two-lane part of the 404 as I approach Route 50. But it's bonkers that people still don't know how to drive, and it's 2021. I mean, I don't know if it's the, the soft snowflake culture that's got people driving slow again. I don't know what it is. As I say this, I'll probably get a ticket the second half of the, the uh, trip home. But hey, I'm speaking my mind, as I always do, and it's got to... Take, take Route 50 if you can't drive over the speed limit and go on a two-lane highway the whole time so people can pass your ass. Don't go the way where nobody can pass you. It's selfish. It's disrespectful. It's downright ignorant is what it is, and it's got to stop um, because it put me in a mood. Luckily, I'm, I'm on the two-lane two area, and I'm cruising, um, boozing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not boozing. Um, I was drinking Cokes all day. Um, as we do when we have to drive home. Got that caffeine flowing in me. Haven't had the urge to piss yet, luckily. Usually on my drives down, I have to pull over and make a stop to use the Wiz Palace. But I have just been cruising. And really no urge right now to even go. So that's a positive. But definitely feeling that caffeine high. Um, I'm going to take a little sip of Coke now. And Straight to Voicemail is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Shout out to them. Um, JK. But anyway, today we also were at the Crab Bag again. Couldn't enjoy the 250 rail drinks that I usually um, like to. But we were supporting Italia. And boy, oh boy, did we support. Did we cheer hard. I, I have to be honest. I did not watch any before games for Italy. Um, I, when I was at work, I would catch some of the cup um, or whatever. Euro, whatever. And um, I would enjoy the, the sh- a lot of shootouts. But I did not watch a single Italy game. And I jumped on the motherfucking bandwagon today and acted like I was the biggest Italy soccer fan known to man. Um, I didn't have the wear or the dresses. The dresses. I didn't have the wear, uh, the clothing to show that. I didn't have any Italy clothing or hats or anything. But boy, did my actions speak louder than clothes, as I like to say. Um, I really stepped up at the bar, cheered for Italy, gave it my all, and... Um, I think I brought us home the win. So Forza Italia, Calamari, Arancini, Tiramisu, amen, as I like to say. Um, we crushed it, got the victory and PKs, I think. Hopefully that's right. 
any of the soccer fans listening will have to correct me on my jargon as I am new to the soccer world. I feel like you only really need to watch soccer when it's when it's the World Cup or any of these big-time action-packed uh, arenas. But i got to be honest as well, before the PKs, I might have been watching paint dry. I mean, a lot of people shit on tennis. I'll get to that later. But tennis in my, it was way more exciting than watching that soccer game until the PKs. But... I guess it depends on the game, depends on your passions, depends on your level of commitment to the team, which I definitely don't have the biggest commitment, obviously. I just jumped on board today. But I definitely think that energy from the win is getting me hyped for this ride home and is getting me through because if it would have been another loss, I would have cried. Um, Italy had a, although they won the cup, they had a bit of a loss today in the Wimbledon final. Um, I, I know we talked about Wimbledon two weeks ago on the last podcast and I was jacked up I was amped up and I'll tell you what it, it was a rough start um, for those who don't know and don't follow us on Instagram even though you should at straight to voicemail pod um, Serena Williams got injured in the first 20 minutes of her first round match and it was absolutely devastating it was I I was at work, and luckily I had it up on my second screen as I worked, trying to watch points here and there. All of a sudden, I see her bent over, um, calling the trainer, and I was devastated. I I know Serena, whenever she calls a trainer, it's not like she can fight through. It's going to be something that takes her out. Whether it's right or wrong, it's just the facts. She can't really fight through an injury. Um, She tried. She did try. I'll give her credit. And then she fell over yet again on the court. Um, She slipped on the wet, slippery grass at Wimbledon and was done and out. And I'll tell you what, that affected me for at least a week. I was devastated. I cried when it happened. Um, I tried to cover it up at work just by, like, rubbing my eyes. But I was downright emotional. I was a wreck. I I basically blacked out the rest of the afternoon. I don't even know what I did, but hopefully I did some good because it was absolute devastation just... All the effort I watched, all the leading up to the event was all for nothing. She didn't even get to freaking finish one match. Um, so then having to try and enjoy the rest of the championships was tough because uh, it, it all would just take me back to Serena crumbling on the, on the court. Luckily, I had a little fun with Andy Murray, the Brit, playing for his home crowd after such a heroic comeback. So that was awesome, awesome to see. Um, watch the documentary on him if you haven't. Um, I haven't either, but I heard it's quite spectacular, so I'm going to put that on the list. But, man, working these three jobs, it's tough catching up on TV and other documentaries like that, as I like to say. So it's on the list. Um, Venus, it was good to see her back. She actually went farther than Serena um, just because Serena got injured. But anyway, she lost after the first round and then played a little mixed doubles with tennis's bad boy Nick Kyrgios, which is great to see as well. Um, that kind of got me through a little bit. Then fucking Nick Kyrgios got injured. And, man, it was tough. Blow after blow with anyone that I'm remotely interested in in the tennis world. Um, then Roger Federer went on a little bit of a run. He's 40, almost. Good to see him still getting pretty deep in the tournaments. But then he lost in the quarterfinal. And then today, or yesterday, uh, Ash Batty, the Australian for the Commonwealth, won. Good to see her win. She's a great person. She could just tell she's sweet. So if it wasn't Serena, I'm glad it was someone genuine. Um, still tough to watch. And then today, fucking Djokovic. Nobody likes him. Uh, douchebag. Novak Djokovic won his 20th career Grand Slam, which ties him for Roger and Rafa. 
So there's a three-way tie for most Grand Slams ever, which is pretty interesting. It's a great, great time to be alive and be a tennis fan. And he's also going for the calendar year Grand Slam to win all four majors in the same year. So that's going to be exciting as we head into the U.S. Open. Oh, I think i got to get into one lane. I don't know. Oh, fuck. i got to turn to get on to 50. Uh-oh. Can't believe that's already here. Ooh, I'm going to get in an accident. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I uh, apologize to the man behind me. He graciously accepted for a little update as I had to cut him off a bit. Um, luckily, we are good friends now, Mr. Chevy Tahoe. That's good to see. Whew. Anyway, uh, yes. So Novak Djokovic got the win, beat the Italian uh, Berrettini, as I mentioned earlier. So I was hoping that wouldn't be an omen for our Italian soccer team, and it wasn't because they pulled it out. Um, they stuck it together, and they really made us proud, though Djokovic is... Oh, right, the counter year Grand Slam. So that would be a big deal. And then also heading into the Olympics, he could get the calendar Golden Slam, which would win all four majors and the Olympic gold, which would be pretty cool to see, even though I hate him. But um, it'd still be history, and I love to see, see and witness history. So that would be pretty cool. Um, that's all I got for the tennis news, because it's honestly still hard to talk about. With Serena being out, I hope she is cured by the U.S. Open because I'm really hoping to go see her in New York. That's one of my goals after... It was supposed to be last year, but then fucking COVID. I think I've mentioned this before. So I gotta can't waste any more time, and I got to go see her at the U.S. Open. So that's hopefully my plan for end of August Labor Day weekend. I always get Labor Day Memorial Day confused, so hopefully I'm in the same ballpark there. Um, in other news, I have some exciting life updates as I will be making a move. I will be fleeing, no, fleeing the nest and heading down to the Baltimore City and moving on out. I'm excited. Um, made a last-minute decision, but, man, as I'm heading home, it feels like the right decision. Um, if I'm ever heading home from the beach, it would make my drive 20 minutes shorter, so that's one positive. But there's a lot of other positives approaching. I will be nested in the Locust Point area, um, I probably shouldn't give out too much more information. A lot of creeps out there, especially with all the fame and fortune that comes with having a podcast. So I got to be careful, but definitely we'll be in Locust Point. Um, a lot of great tennis courts around there, which I'm excited about. A lot of great restaurants. Walking distance to the Purple Patio. Though it's a long walk, I still consider it walking distance. Um, if I was ever selling that house, I would add that as a perk of the location. Because boy, oh boy, Purple Patio season is approaching Mother's Federal Hill Purple Patio for the Ravens games are going to be epic. And now all I got to do is walk home drunk and call it a night with my new move. Um, shout out to the roomies. I can't wait to live with you. Um, it's going to be epic. I've also slept at this house more than more than not because a lot of friends used to live there. They're moving out. I'm moving in. So it won't be anything too new, but it'll be new to live there permanently, which I'm excited about. Tested out the commute to work which definitely sold me, so I'm excited about that too. But man, I'm excited to be in the city, uh, walk on the promenade on the waterfront, uh, be on my own, and just live the life. Uh, so STV is getting new headquarters and in other news, which could be good news. I mean, season two will be coming around the corner. I don't even know if I do seasons, but we'll have to see how that rolls. But um, either way, I'm excited to move, move STV headquarters, move my place where I nest, move a lot of things, and just grow. We got to grow. So that's what we're doing here at Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C. Got a great show for you. Probably just do some hot takes. Uh, name an STD of the week as we always do. Next week, I'm hoping to record down Ocean City with a guest. 
spice it up a little. I know we haven't had a guest in a few weeks, and I love when we have guests because I love to learn about different people, um, no matter how lame their life may be. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's good to have guests on the show. I enjoy it. Uh, maybe even a co-host. Maybe even a co-host and a guest. You never know. Maybe just me. I talk a lot of shit on here, so we don't really know what, what I'll actually follow through with, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, let's get to it. Send that shit straight to voicemail. Up, up next, we're going to do our STD of the week. And I will I will preface with this is kind of an out-of-bounds, out-of-left-field STD of the week. Uh, I can't say it's one you will be expecting. We've done the Tristan Thompson. Yeah, he fucked with Lamar. But he's he's been this in this position too many times. And uh, I don't... Again, I always get nervous <laughs> when I make a woman an STD of the week because... Um, it's just risky business. Um, I don't mean anything by it. I think it's fun just to let everyone be an STD of the week. Um, so this week it goes to a sh- the one and only Allie Raisman. Um, if you don't know who Allie Raisman is, <laughs> she was an Olympian back in, I want to say Beijing, maybe. Um, she was a gymnastics woman. She was really good. Um, a lot of great things on the team. Um, she used to date Colton Underwood, The Bachelor. She used to... She was a big advocate against the guy who was molesting the gymnast, which is, again, want to preface all the great things they've done, um, not to dismember them completely because it was... She was really a big part in doing good for the gymnastics world. Um, look at me getting all PC. But anyway, recently she's been, she's been rubbing me the wrong way. I uh, follow her on Instagram... Uh, just probably from, I follow Simone Biles, all those people from that team back when I was getting into Instagram and getting into the Olympics. And it started with her kind of clout chasing during the Olympic trials. Um, all the girls that were getting on the team, she would post their videos and kind of be like, congrats and and then make it about her. And I felt like she wasn't, if you're going to congratulate people, you know, in the gymnastics world, and I don't know the gymnastics world, it could be what they do. But uh, maybe just text them in private. Say, congrats, I had my time. Now this is your time to shine. Um, the one girl, Chile, Chills, Chile, I don't know. Because Simone Biles obviously is on there again. And then the new uh, phenomenon is um, was second place at the uh, gymnastic trials. And Allie Raisman was just kind of making it about herself. Um, she put on another, uh, I think she's retired. And then she posted an Instagram of her in her gymnastics wear and it's kind of just like, give it up, honey. Like, you had your time. You, you got the gold. We love you. Um, you'll always be an Olympian. You'll always be great. But, like, right now is not the time to make it about yourself. In, in the winter, when nobody gives a shit about the Summer Olympics, then maybe throw up a throwback and uh, get a little clout. But right now, it's not about you, Allie. It's about the new people that are on the rise and Simone Biles, who still has a shot to win gold and is still um, improving her game. You're kind of out. You're, like, maybe a mentor. I don't know. But I just feel like it wasn't coming from a good place. Uh, rub me the wrong way. Um, if you want to look it up, maybe I'm wrong. And then then, the, then she loses her dog, uh, apparently. Her dog went missing. Milo. Little Milo was scared of fireworks. And she went on a posting spree all about little Milo. And I got the feeling Milo wasn't missing. And this is a big hot take. Not even, but it just, it's part of it. She went posting all about... I think she saw the type of clout Lady Gaga got when her dog was missing and all the people that supported her. I'm sure her record sales went through the roof. Um, No pun intended. 
And I think Allie Raisman was just, again, longing for... She's been, I mean, she's been going through it after Colton came out as gay and she's to date him. And now the Olympics are going on and she's got nothing going on. I think she faked a dog escape. I really think she did. And I think she made a big deal about it. She was posting every day, help me find Milo. And then she was like, if you, if you see him, don't approach him because he's shooken up. And I'm like, if you really cared that much, what, do you want them to let your dog run away and just hope for the best that you get there in time? No. You'd say, go get Milo. Get, take a bite. Like, I need my dog back. Um, and then it just became this huge thing, and she was posting way too much. Um, and I get it. You have a following. Maybe they could help. I'm probably totally wrong, but let, for, the, for the sake that maybe it comes out that I was totally right, wouldn't that be cool to have called her out on it? So I truly believe she was bullshitting the entire story. She fucked with a bunch of people to make her think and get the sob story since she was feeling down in the dumps after all of the blows Allie has been taking. Um, Again, not taking away from the great things she did while she was in the sport and to take down the pervert that was their gymnastics coach. We really like that. But this week, Allie, you're the STD of the week. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Hopefully your dog was missing. Oh, she did find the dog, which... Again, led me to believe maybe it was a fraudulent story. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Allie Raisman um, was telling the truth, but I just have a gut feeling. And uh, my gut's usually wrong. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But um, Allie Raisman, SED of the week. Um, Again, take those antibiotics and the CPACs and you will be cured. If you ever wanted to come on the show, you're more than welcome, Allie. So that's definitely not out of the question. But clean up your act. Give the people their time as they head into the Olympics as you are not really relevant right now. Um, they didn't even have you host the like commentary like Laurie Hernandez got to do. I mean, she's more relevant than you, which is tough. It's tough. Imagine not being asked to do the commentary and little Laurie Hernandez, who's already younger than you, gets to do it. I mean, it just shows you how quick an Olympian can become washed up. Um, and that's the truth. And it's tough to see. It's tough to accept. But um, I'm approaching the Bay Bridge as I already end this segment. And I don't want to be distracted. I'm going to white-knuckle the shit out of this bridge. um, Clench the cheeks and squeeze the fists. And hope for the best as I cross the ever-daunting Bay Bridge. Luckily, there won't be two-way traffic as I see all three lanes heading uh, north are open. And that's good news for me because, boy, oh, boy, the Bay Bridge gives me a load of anxiety um so that's all for the std of the week Alrighty, i have safely safely made my way over the chesapeake bay's happy trail as i like to call it the bay bridge safely conquered that motherfucker and i'm on the home stretch towards parkville the parkville projects as i like to say we're almost there as the weekend warrior um journey continues um it's not terrible actually um, recording has helped get through a little bit, a few tunes here and there, um, listening to even a few podcasts that aren't my own, which um, can't name those, can't give you competition. So yes, we are on the journey home and it is time for some hot takes because um, we love hot takes. First up, I got to address Below Deck Medi- Mediterranean this season because it's going to be a good one. Um, I've only seen the first two episodes. I believe the third one is out, but only gotten through episode one and two. Um, of this season of Below Deck Mediterranean. 
if you haven't watched Below Deck in general, please hop on the bandwagon. It's such an incredible reality TV show, especially if you're into reality TV. If you're not, um, I've, it's hit or miss. Some people who don't like reality TV are really into Below Deck, um, and some people who don't like reality TV can't get into it as they don't like most reality TV. But this is one like no other, um, especially if you're a yachty like myself, as you've heard, if you listen to boats and non-discriminatory terms to use whatever I named that one. Um, as I went mentioned when I got on a yacht, um, anyway. <clears throat> but yes, this season of Below Deck Mediterranean is incredible. Captain Sandy is back. If you haven't watched Mediterranean, Captain Sandy is an incredible captain. She's a girl boss, a boss bitch, not a bitch boss. Um, she takes control of the vessel from day one always. Um, she's returning for, I think, her fifth, I don't know, season. Um, she was explaining that last season was so tough for her. She almost didn't come back, but then had to fight, um, as most people have through COVID. Um, it was funny because I follow her on Instagram and she is, I don't think she's a lesbian, but she's open to all and anything. I think as she talked about in the one season, um, she has a girlfriend and I follow Captain Sandy on Instagram and she was telling how her girlfriend was going to be on America's Got Talent. Um, and I was like, oh, my two favorite shows, Worlds Collide, AGT, and Below Deck. Gotta watch her girlfriend, or I don't know what they are yet, um, audition. And then today, right as I'm about to, before I leave at some point, I saw that the girlfriend's edit didn't make it to the cut. Like, she got cut. Um, she got all four yeses, made it to judges' cuts on America's Got Talent, but then they didn't air her audition. Um, apparently, Heidi Klum was on her feet with a standing ovation. Sofia Vergara was crying. And a lot of other people in the crowd were emotional from her audition. I think she's a singer or a gospel singer of some sorts. And they completely cut her. So, little side note for the Below Deck um, recap slash hot take. But I thought that was an interesting fun fact. And we love fun facts here. So, thoughts out. I would I would hate to be her where... You actually literally make it through auditions and you think they're going to air your audition and it gets cut. Like, that's that's a dagger. That sucks. So I feel for Captain Sandy's lover um, and thoughts out to her. Other than Captain Sandy, um, the bosun, who is like the leader of the deck team, um, Malia is back. And then everybody else is new. Brand new um, deck team and um, Chiefs do and stewardesses. Last season, the stewardess, Hannah... She got completely booted because she had her weed pen and Valium on board. And you have to check those drugs in, even if they're prescription. That was a whole thing. So completely new interior team as well. Um, so it, it was. it's hard when you don't know the people right off the bat. I usually, when the new seasons come, like to know at least three. You usually get the same chef, same chief stew, same captain, and then one more maybe familiar face. But, um... They're kind of rebranding this year, I guess, only having two return. Um, so it's interesting. The boat, I think, is called something Michelle or Lady Michelle. I don't know. It's not the most um, state-of-the-art boat we've seen on Below Deck. Um, it's a bit older, a um, lot of wood, a lot of, like, old wood. Um, still, obviously, gorgeous. Would kill to spend a night on it, but not the nicest or biggest that we've seen, which is interesting to see. Um, I guess with COVID, they got they had slim pickings on the boat they got to film on. Um, but definitely, the season was off to a bang. I mean, the chef was a bit of a softie at first. He, he made it seem like he was the bee's knees of chefs. 
Um, he went through all these people he'd cook for, like, I don't even remember. And he was like, yeah, I'm a private chef, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes time, game time for the yacht, and he cried wolf and said his knee was hurt. So the first, di- and if you're not familiar with Below Deck, which you should be, um, the meals are everything. And a lot of the drama comes from the guests not liking the food. And night one, he pussied out, um, went to the doctor for an MRI on his knee, and completely, completely um, abandoned ship. So that was totally interesting to see. Um, wow, this cop just passed me. Let's say a little prayer. I don't get pulled over. We'll see. Um, holy shit. Bear with me, STV fam. I think we're good, but we'll see. Um, can't get too comfy in the home stretch. Uh, definitely a, a ta- uh, some, some advice as you're heading home from the beach. But anyway... Um, Woo, gotta re, gotta re, re, uh, get my bearings straight. Um, but yeah, the chef pussied out. The dinner is a huge, huge deal. And of course, night one, he abandoned ship, and the crew had to cook the own the crew the crew that has no food experience had to cook for the guests. Um, it was an absolute disaster. They made like cooked oysters without anything on top, so like raw oysters shoved in the oven with nothing to garnish the flavor or bring any. It was it was terrible. They overcook lobster. Steak was tough. And the anxiety you get from this is... It's it's mind-numbing. But it's great entertainment. It's incredible reality TV. Um, and then when you get the new crew, you get a lot of green, as they call it. So in, in, the, in the deck, in the yacht terms, if you're new, you're a green. So a lot of new green crew. Um, and they're when they're new, they're making mistakes. And that's, again, good entertainment. So the season has been great so far. The guests are assholes. They have no understanding that they were down to um, chef and had to cook themselves. They were bitching and complaining. And with COVID protocols, it's not like they can call in a new chef out the ass because they have to quarantine for 10 days. So they they were screwed. Screwy pants for sure. Um, so that was kind of the main thing from the first two episodes. A little tension here and there. One of the stewardesses won Miss Bahamas back in like 03. And um, in one of her interviews, she was like, yeah, I, I rarely talk about it literally first interaction on the boat she's like yeah i was miss bahamas so you know she's gonna be self-conceited bitch nobody's gonna like her she'll probably get the boot Uh, but that's the best part of the show when people get fired um, and they bring new people in so we're excited about that we are excited about the season in general below deck mediterranean is incredible i'm sure there's other drama i miss but um ah it's such a great show captain sandy's back and you gotta jump on board Uh, next hot take um vans are an incredible vehicle um i totally underestimated vans um as a whole i shat on them thinking they're ugly mom vans um they're ugly they're too big um if you're gonna get a suv just get a regular suv don't waste your time on a van and i was wrong i'll admit it i was completely wrong um at work we have a work vehicle that i got to drive as i picked someone up from the airport which was again a pretty cool experience as well I was not cool. I was a fucking. I was a chauffeur, but it was still interesting to get out of the office, meet some new people, and I got to drive a van, like a mom van, and I enjoyed every minute of it. It drove smooth. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a boat. It didn't feel too big, um, but it wasn't too small. Um, it had great features. It the screen. I, I mean, quad cup holders in the front. You can't beat quad cup holders. I mean, if you got your coffee, you got your water, 
You got your coffee from last from yesterday. Um, there are some bikes that are now racing. Oh my god. Oh my god. They literally lined up next to each other and started racing on the highway. Jerk offs. Wow. I hate when that happens. Whew. Man, STV mobile on the road is kind of exciting. I kind of might just film from my car from now, record from my car from now on and call it a day. Because there's, there's a lot going on. Um, but anyway, vans. I wish I was driving a van right now. I would have been more comfortable. But I'm in a car, which maybe I'll, maybe for my next car, when I buy my real adult car, I might get a fucking van and call it a day and drive around everybody and their brother. Um, I thought I might want like a small crossover or SUV. But now I am definitely on the van wagon. <laughs> That's a good one, the van wagon. Um, so I def, uh, definitely might get a van, but never count out a van. Every time I say van, take a drink, even though it's Monday or sometime else during the week, take a shot. Um, don't underestimate them. Um, I was bewildered how much I enjoyed it and I wish I had one to drive right now. Um, for my next and possible final hot take, I have to talk about the debate of THB in general and then versus Uber Bagel. Um, if you're from the Baltimore area, you're familiar with this, these bagel shop competition. Um, a lot of Towson folk like bagel. No. Oh, and also you got to add Bagel Bistro in the mix, which is a local Parkville bagel shop, which has A, the best fried potatoes. So to settle the fried potato debate, breakfast potato debate, it goes to Bagel Bistro in Parkville. So if you're interested, go catch. Go. They have great bagels too, but their fried potatoes are out of this world. Um, separate that one off. THB versus Uber Bagel. Um, when you're at the beach, you always get Uber Bagel. And I sure did today. I got an Uber Bagel Krabby Patty on an Asiago Bay bagel. It was delicious. Um, earlier in the summer, Memorial Day weekend, I was with my friends. We got um, Uber Bagel again. And they hated it and claimed that THB is a superior bagel. I completely disagree. Um, THB is, in my opinion, trash. Um, I think their bagels tend to be hard and thinner, where Uber has a more voluptuous bagel, um, better for breakfast sandwiches, and just better in general. More of a New York style to me, where THB is not good. Their cheese at THB is Kraft Singles, and I, ta- I tend to find it never to be melted properly and never to taste the greatest. Um, they do have a fresher egg, I would say, where you get that runny yolk sometimes, but that does not make up the ground of the rest of the bagel experience, um, when it compares to Uber. So I am completely team Uber bagel. I know people disagree and I can't wait to post a poll to see where we land with this. Um, another aspect of CHB is their breakfast potatoes and those are trash. Um, they always taste weird. They never have flavor, even if I were... even I, They're just all around terrible. Like, they're the canned sliced potatoes that you get. Maybe they nuke them in the microwave, add some seasonal, and call it a day. Um, and they're terrible. Um, I used to say Uber doesn't have potatoes, but at the, at the new lo- at the, one of the locations in Timonium, which I went to this week and got a lunch sandwich on a jalapeno cheddar bagel, which was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. So uh, another plus for Uber... Um, packed with meat, packed with toppings. It was great. 
And then there, at that location, they have breakfast potatoes. Um, and they were decent. They were pretty good. They were like really small cubes with a seasoning I honestly couldn't even describe. It was interesting, but definitely better than THB. So another win column for them would be the breakfast potato. Um, so I have to give that to Uber as well. Um, I know a lot of people will disagree because THB shockingly has loyal, loyal companions um, and people that love them. And I just don't see it. I haven't seen it from day one. I've always either gone to Bagel Bistro at home or Uber Bagel at the beach. And now I'm blessed to be able to go to Uber Bagel at home as well. But it's just superior. I don't even know how else to say it. Um, and now that they, their lunch sandwiches are better, um, it's just superior. Um, the experience, yes, Uber Bagel, Uber Bagel can fuck up your shit. Um, more often than not, if you get Uber Bagel, it takes... Like today... Our Uber bagel order took 90 minutes. <laughs> um, and I preface that that would usually turn a ton of people off. But you kind of just expect that when you order Uber bagel and you know what you're getting yourself into. And when you got the bagel, it was delicious today. And I would take that over THB any day. <coughs> and usually, excuse me, you're missing a piece of bacon. You're missing bacon or you're missing an entire sandwich. Or, but going into your Uber bagel, Uber bagel experience, you expect that. Um, and, uh, and today it went off without a hitch other than the 90 minute wait. Everybody got their bagel. Everybody had every topping they expected. So that was a positive. And just in general, just to, just to close, Uber bagels far superior to THB. Um, I don't really think it's a competition, but a lot of people will disagree with me and that's okay. But I just had to voice my opinion after a weekend of eating Uber bagels and reminding me how scrumptious they are in my tummy. Um, and I'll probably get it again for work this week because my office is not far from the Uber Bagel and Timonium. And we're even closer to THB, but I don't like THB. Um, so that's the end of my bagel rant. Now I kind of want a bagel, I'll be honest. Um, but I'm kind of still full from my onion rings from Crab Bag, but that's another story. Um, but anyway, I think that that's where I'll wrap up the hot takes and this general episode of Straight to Voicemail with Sammy C Mobile um, on the road again. We've had a blast. I've had a blast. There's no we, um, though I I like to be all business-esque and act like it's a we and a company. But um, great shooting the shit with you. Happy Monday. I'm glad to be back. Um, I love my weeks off. It rejuvenates me for the next week. Gives me some good content, as always. Um, Again, next week, I'll be back, hopefully, maybe on the road again if I don't wrap something up at the beach because I'll definitely be back in OC next weekend as I uh, continue to be a weekend warrior. Um, Always send that shit straight to voicemail. Stay away from those STDs. Man, we got to bring on those datums. I keep forgetting. I haven't had an espresso martini in ages. I need one. I need one running through my body. Um, Maybe I'll get one next week at Liquid Assets. They have a great one at the beach. Anyway, follow us on Instagram. Like, rate, subscribe. As always, tell your friends about us. Catch up on all episodes if you've missed them. Um, great content in each episode. They're all different. They are all have their own unique spin. So we're excited about that and excited for the future. We love you all. Send that shit straight to voicemail.